All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to yet another episode of The Vital Check with your friendly neighborhood MD, Dr. Joe, and me, DJ Critical. Welcome back, guys and gals. So we're going to just go right into it. Let's jump right in. Our humble brag. It is with great honor and joy that I present to you our humble brag segment. It is a person that we mutually know. Yes. We went to high school with, so you know greatness came out of it. Brooklyn Technical High School. Yes. And um, she happens to be my high school BFF. We went on many wild adventures in high school. Um, but it is Senator Akasha Lawrence Spence. Congratulations. Repping District 18 in Portland. I mean, still Portland like, till this day, it's trailblazing. I haven't, it still hasn't hit me that she's a Senator. She's a, a whole Senator. Yeah. Right. Like this that's is, big. that's big. That's, that's a big deal. That's a big brag. Um, uh, not even humble anymore. It's, yeah. it's a brag. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so a couple weeks ago, she was working on ensuring the passage of the Equity Investment Act, which is one of two bills that came directly out of her office. And essentially what this um, Equity Investment Act, um, it allocates $50 million it's a lot of money. to Business Oregon. So it provides grants to culturally responsive, community-based organizations that support entrepreneurship, home ownership, and workforce development. That's a big deal. So really, you know, the essence of it is building generational wealth. That's a that's a really big deal. Um, so we want to give all honor and praise and kudos. Big facts. I don't know if I'm allowed to say honor and praise because usually you say to God, but <laughs> No, we can honor and praise her. We want to big up Senator Akasha Lawrence Spence. Big up Senator. We are we are very, very, very proud of you. Yeah, that's a fact. Um so keep pushing the envelope, keep breaking those glass ceilings. We are here to support you. So that means like if I need like, you know, governmental like, you know, like strings pulled i can like call her to like do, i don't, I don't do things so. no? no she's gonna like, shut that down like senator tate in, in power he'd be he'd be pulling strings i don't watch power oh it doesn't do my soul well i mean it's a good show uh, i watched in the beginning i was just like i can't deal i mean but in the beginning in the beginning is wait well no the show is riddled with a lot like that's what it's about it's about lying it's just like the but lies like, tell lies this, like how can you keep up with this this portion is is good like it has like different like they're on the fourth book now. No, sir. I'm I'm done. Thank you. I'm okay. checked out. Okay. I mean, cool. No power to power. Lorenz Tate is Senator Tate. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. I mean, yeah. Like it took me a while to realize like, oh, like his real name is Tate. But yeah. Um, so no, no, I don't think she will she is. She won't pull any strings from no, me. No, okay. No, 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 no. All right. Fine. All right. So let's talk about, you know, the strings you're pulling out in these streets. Because on your screensaver, all I see is tatas and strings. So let's yeah. talk about it, please. Shout out to this uh, critically single segment. Yeah, I am critically single, and it it hurts sometimes. You know, it gets oh, lonely. Sorry. sorry to hear that. But um, yeah, you're like married with with a child, and you know you live a good life. But anyway, <clears throat> I um relatively, huh? relatively, relatively good life. I mean, pretty good. So um. Yeah, I, I have, as you say, tatas, and uh, as my phone lights up, and and strings. But it's tasteful. It's not a nude, and it's all right. So I have Drea Michelle on my screen savers because I have two phones. And what is she? Drea Michelle is a 
She's for our a, listeners who are not, you know. Drea is a, she used to be a part of the uh, Basketball Wives. Basketball? That sounds familiar. I think so. Yeah, they had a basketball with Shawnee O'Neal. Yes, yes, basketball yeah, wives. Basketball wives. Yeah, but she never was a wife. No, she was a fiance at once. Wasn't that Orlando? Yeah, Orlando. But anyway, so yeah, it's Drea. She's a entrepreneur now. She has a, a company called Mint Swim that has a bunch of uh, bathing suits. And then she has another company that has like regular uh, active wear. She had a, a nail salon. I forgot the name of all these things. But she's mm-hmm. super cool. So uh, I'm going to give you the Wikipedia version, guys. So she is an American media personality. Right. Model, actress, and fashion designer. Yes, all of those. She is an actress. Uh, I don't. I think her acting is good. A lot of people say it's not good, but I think she's she does a wonderful job. But, um, yeah, so I have her on my phones. Different pictures, but they're tasteful. Like, there's just pictures that... She is just modeling her her figure. swimwear line. Okay. Her swimwear line. Oh, okay, okay, got it. It just so happened that her figure is in her bathing suit. Right. Whose fault is that? And um, so they're on my phone, like, it's a screensaver. My screensaver changes from time to time. It's just a big, it's not a big thing. Like, sometimes, well, at one point, it was just whatever Apple gave me as a home screen. I just left it. Got it. Other times, I took a picture with SZA. I liked it. So me and SZA was on there. I had pictures of Ashanti because I like Ashanti, and that's just what it is. But um, yeah, mine's pretty you know, boring. It's just a it's just a, a word, love. No, no, no. It's a Bible verse. It's John three uh, thirteen thirty four. Love one another. <laughs> oh. And then my lock screen is another Bible verse. Oh yeah, Bible verses, Andrea. Yeah, that's that's just our phones. But anyway, so mm-hmm. someone mentioned that, you know, why do I have her on my phone? And to me, it's not a big deal. It's just like it's a picture. But I guess to them, they felt uneasy about it being there because they don't have, like, The Rock or Morris Chestnut or somebody on their phone. Oh, I was like, The Rock, like, what, a rink? Oh, no, nah, the, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, he's such a um, great guy, um, swell guy. Yeah, so I just, my personality, not a lot of things bother me. I try to live life as stress-free as possible with minimal thinking on things that doesn't really matter, i.e. a phone screensaver. I don't really take... This takes us back to our last episode, right? Intent versus impact. As How? Right, your intent is to see something that's visually pleasing on your phone every time you unlock it. That was right? not the intent. Oh, oh, sorry. What, what what was it? The intent was that I like. You're promoting her bikini line. No, I just like the picture, so I just put it there, and that's real. I, I don't really see it, but for much of seconds, because when I open it, it, it's not there anymore. It's all right. So th- there was no intention, but the impact was that someone you're dating felt a way about it. Yes, felt uneasy. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Change it? I mean, I don't know. It depends how seriously this relationship. I is think going. this is this is a, a road that I've been down before in a different capacity, but it has to do with me doing something that I want to do. Somebody feeling away from it, away about it, and then me on the at a crossroad of whether I have to change it or not. 
And my history has shown that I don't. You don't change. I don't change it. Whatever that was affecting it. And then they usually leave. Okay. So pretty much what you're telling me is that you're terrible at the act of compromise. Ironically, yes. Why is it why is it irony? <laughs> According to these examples, those two examples, yes. If you take those two mm-hmm. examples, I'm horrible at compromising. As a whole in life, dealing with a plethora of different situations, I am amazing at compromise. I'm like one of the best compromisers on the planet. Hmm. Did you add that to your um, one sheet? <laughs> I should add it to my one sheet. <laughs> Optimum comptom- compromiser. Oh, but um, uh-huh. but I, I do take things into consideration and I adhere to them and I listen and I... So is your wallpaper not a... Like on a the table deal breaker? For, yeah, for compromise? No, it, it is. I just didn't feel like... I listened to them and I understood where they came from and okay... Okay. Okay. So are you are you still in a situationship with this person or I am I am not, but it was amicable. Oh, okay. This was uh something that we both took time to come to uh a, a, a decision. This wasn't like abrupt, this wasn't just like a you know, out of nowhere. We like we spoke about it for weeks upon weeks. Okay. And you so know like you debriefed and yeah, we, we took steps. Parted ways. Yeah, but we're still cool. Okay. Like, I'm probably going to chill with her today. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So, what are some things you are willing to compromise? I'm willing to compromise with everything. Oh, everything. So, I guess, where do you set your boundaries? What are some things that you are, it's like a hard no? Uh, Like cheating? Cheat. Okay. All right. I can't. I don't compromise with cheating. That's a hard no. Okay. Everything else is compromisable. So let's say, so a partner cheats on you. There's no, no. There's no forgiveness. No. Okay. I'm gonna say no, depending on the person. I may entertain it or like think about it, but off the back, no. That's like, no. I can't. I don't understand it. I like to give this analogy when it comes to cheating. Um, it's, it's a decision. It's No, no. So essentially, like, you know, you have a plate. Okay. And once that plate is broken and you try to piece it together, it will never be the same. Plate. It will not. There's going to be chips missing. Right. There's chips. There's a crack in it. Yeah. Right. So I think, to me, at least to me, like... You know what you do? Buy a new plate. Oh, you buy a new plate. Okay. That's me. Or you can fly to San Francisco like our friend Kanye and get the bowl that you saw in the Dominican Republic. You can also do that. Yes. Bowls, plates, <laughs> get a new one. That yes. one is destroyed. It's It can't work the same anymore. But I think, you know, speaking of it's, broken plates, like tainted. I have this broken plate from college that I still don't want to get rid of because I just love the plate so much. Do you eat on it? Yeah. Is that safe? I mean... I just don't touch the chip side, but I still it still serves as a plate, right? So to me, I think you, you can couldn't re- just get the same plate. No, no, it's not. It's it not manufactured anymore. anymore. Yeah. You check eBay. No, I mean it was from Urban Outfitters as a young college kid. Like, why would they still have that plate? I mean, check the manufacturer. I mean, we'll check. But my point is, I would do right, things like that. I would go look. Oh, I mean, but the thing is, this is the, the original plate. This is the plate that was with me since college. 
Right, so to replace it just because aesthetically... I mean, you can keep the plate, like, if you want to, like, you know, wrap it in something and put it as a mantle, but if you want to, like, I don't feel you have to use the plate again. That's just, that's been destroyed. Just get another plate, but still have that plate. For the memories. For the memories, yeah. Because hmm. I'm, like, I'm, I've realized that I'm a low-key, high-key hoarder. Oh, as so I. So I'm very sentimental with things, objects, which is horrible because I'm quickly running out of space. Have, have you watched the Marie Kondo um, series on Netflix? Marie Kondo? Yes. Marie? No. Okay. Is it nasty hoarding? No, no. So she is all about the science of decluttering. Right? Okay. Yeah, I, I need to watch it then. You should watch it. Um, I mean, I didn't watch it myself. I just read about it. But as with all things, another disclaimer about me, guys, <laughs> I will read the headline and not the story. And not the story. So I will send you the, st <laughs> the story as if I read it. And most of my friends know to ask, hey, Joe, did, did you, you read, read it? This? <laughs> and 95% of the times, especially if it's behind a paywall, I did not read it. That's fair. Just a disclaimer. So yes, I did not watch Marie Kondo, but I've read articles about you know what she proposes, and I you know I fold like her. I tried to do the whole so essentially to declutter your life. Mm -hmm. You kind of take things and you look at them and you see if it currently at this state brings you joy. Okay. And if it doesn't, then on with let it your, go. Let it go. I need to try that because there's <clears throat> there's things that like you know I pass by in my living space and I'm like oh like it doesn't necessarily bring me it brought me joy at one point but not necessarily now right which is, makes sense that I, I should it's and the could best time to part ways with get it. rid of it but then I feel like at some point I may want it again and then I don't have it and I'm gonna be pissed no that you have the memory and that's just suffice yeah but it's different from having the memory like in your thoughts and then tangibly having like so then scan the it. memory Scan it and keep it on your computer. And just have like a, a memory yeah. folder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but then like, wonder if a file gets corrupted. Then that's it. You know, I feel like things happen, right? Let's talk about like the car, right? Your car today. A damn car. The mirror was sideswept. I don't know what it was, but. Right. Let's say you were holding on to this mirror, right? Mm. This mirror was signed. That shit pissed me off. By the late and great KB. And someone sideswept it, right? It's gone. The mirror is shattered on the floor, right? Are you going to forget that it was signed, that you had that moment that you shared with that person? No, it's gone. And you had a, you're going to, I mean, I guess this kind of counteracts my, my plate reference, but yeah. my point is. It does. Um, you will still remember that moment. Well, I'm, I'm probably not changing my screensaver. And if I change it, it's going to be because I find another picture that I want to put there or I reset my phone. And now, Do you think you do this out of spite? Like you refuse to change because you feel like, or you refuse to compromise, excuse me, because you feel like it's going to change who you are or it makes you look no, I, or less than. I have the pictures in my photo album because I had to put it in my photo album to right. to get on my screen. So okay. I, have the, I have the picture. I just, I don't think it's. It's important to judge my liking of you on my screensaver. Mm. Okay. Whether like 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 if someone says like oh um you don't like you don't do 
you don't like me or you don't tell me that you like me and stuff. But like, I'm there with you five days a week. Oh, that's definitely a me move. Right. And we spoke about that because that has been brought to my attention too, where sometimes I'm not as vocal in, you know, me telling the person that I'm interested in them, Mm. but I'm in your bed cuddling, watching, (laughs) you know, a series. Yeah. I'm watching a series of Netflix shows and we go out on dates and we spend ample time with one another. But I understand, like, love languages is a thing. Yes. It's posted all over my house. It's on my bathroom door. It's on my bedroom door. It's on my refrigerator. But ask me what they are. I cannot tell you. <laughs> but it's there as a reminder to my husband. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I compromise. I think I do compromise. It's just some things, like, I don't think it, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I don't really think it's that important. Like, it's... It's really just a screensaver. It's like it shouldn't it shouldn't determine how much I care about you, because obviously I care. I do a series of other things that blatantly show what if that it's not I so care. Blatant? That's that's the the issue, right? To to you because it's your your routine and you are you know this is your type your your way of manifesting your love or desire for someone, right? For someone else, they might not receive that. Which is. Is a fair assessment. Intent versus impact. I'm gonna keep saying this. Over I and mean, over. it make. I get it. My cha- My screensaver is not being changed. Understood. All right, and that's the final no. Final yeah. answer. Final. Final answer. Got it. And I guess you know what we're gonna discuss today is based on our relationship. It was making its rounds on Twitter um, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I've had many thoughtful discussions about it, but it was based on a Reddit thread. Um, This gentleman um, is 34 years old. Mm -hmm. He has a wife of 29 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially, she asked him to pay her about $50,500 to have their child. Um, And he's posted on this Reddit thread because he's not sure what to do. So let's, you know, set the, the groundwork. So they're both high earners. They both earn over 175000 after taxes. Yep. And I was is, like, wow, what does this girl do? Like, kudos to her for in her late 20s in her field. Yep. Mm-hmm. to be such a high earner. I mean, kudos to him too, I guess. But, you know, props to her. And essentially, a lot of the relationship has been split 50-50, right? They're not... Um, legally married, they're spiritually married, so they've had a relationship, they were dating for six years, they were spiritually married for two years, um, and everything is down the middle. Down the middle, 50-50, mortgage, bills. Everything is down the middle. Um, So she is very pragmatic, I guess we can say, Mm -hmm. um, in her approach. So she proposed to him a binder of the potential financial risks or loss that she's going that to she's incur, incur if she has a baby. If she has a baby, and at first I was taken aback because you know when things are unconventional and it's uh, new, it's kind of hard to understand and and kind of see that side. Um, but as you go through the comments, right, like a lot of people are like, "I love how independent she is," and then also like, "I don't like how independent." I mean, she yeah, is. that's one of the things he he said that. He loved her independence and how 
ambitious she she is. Right. So like, it's ironic where you you like somebody for certain characteristics, and then when they have that those characteristics on full display, then it's like, oh my gosh, now we're you're too independent, or like you're too strong minded, or you're too business savvy, and it's like. My thing is like by you starting and establishing a relationship a certain way for a certain umpteen amount of years, I feel like you shouldn't be surprised when mm. you get fed that energy. When, right back. Yeah, like I don't think her approach is because she approached it like a, a like a job offering, like like a like an interview, like oh here's my business plan. Uh, yeah. agree or don't agree. Like it was like a, yeah. a offer on the table. And she was basically like after her calculations and and everything that she's gonna lose fifty thousand dollars in pay from having the kid and like being on maternity leave and stuff like that. And that's not something she feels comfortable with. And I think so for me, one of the issues um, not an issue, but one of, I guess we can call it an issue, was the fact that, one, I mean, listen, it seems like based on the comments and what he's posted, a lot of their relationship was, it seems transactional. Transactional, correct. Yeah. Um, but I hate know, a transactional relationship. Like, yeah, I can't work like that. To me, I don't want to ever feel like I owe someone, which is why I think I'm so giving. Like, yeah, I feel like, like I don't want you to like I'm doing this because I want to. Like the kindness on my heart, right. Exactly. Like, please do not thank me. I hate when people thank me. <laughs> but then I hate when they don't. So <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But like please like don't give me any props. Yeah, I, don't I don't want w- any attention on this. Like I just want to do this for you. I don't want and- it to feel like um like I'm paying for a service and the service is you liking me or you being my friend right. or loving me. Like, I don't want to pay you for, for love. But I think something that's missing in this dynamic, right? A kid, yes, it is very expensive um, to have a child. Two, maternity leave in this country is just basura. Um, but really, right, and I don't know if this, I'm, I'm, it has to come up. But parenthood is so much more than 50-50, right? There will be days where I'm at zero and my hundreds at, and my husband is at 100%, right? Like, I have no energy. I am sleep-deprived. I'm just, like, at my wit's end, and I really have nothing to give, nothing more to give. That's interesting because then what, what happens in a, a single-parent household? And, you know, becoming a mother has made me appreciate single mothers that much more, right? I think especially in pediatrics, right, when we see a single mom, she's overwhelmed, she has, let's say, multiple kids, right? It's you. It's easy to kind of pass judgment, um, right? You try to assist them in many ways, but, you know, they're not coming to the appointments. They're not filling the prescriptions. So as these things start mounting up, it's easy to be like, yo, I need this single mother to get it together. Mm -hmm. But then once I became a mother... And and, you only have one. And I only have one, guys. And I really contemplate whether or not I'm going to have another child. (laughs) Um, It's like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Like, talk about bricks falling. Um, 
this is a this is challenging, right? And this is me being a pediatrician, right? Coming into this with like a supposedly a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? I know what's normal. I know what's not abnormal. Like I have a very low, th- a very high threshold, threshold correct. Um, for certain things, and I'm like, dang, how do single mothers do this, right? I don't, I don't know. So ever since then, I have been very appreciative and very cognizant of how I speak to single mothers, how I treat single mothers, and how I can be a resource to them. Right. Like I will try to go beyond what I need to do to to get what you to get what right because this is not. I feel like that that part frightens me about having children, Mm. and then another thing is having children with the quote unquote right person because obviously you you'll never know, and then it's 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 frightening. Like I don't want to be a single parent. And I want to hopefully make the right decision in choosing a good mother for my child. So I just, you know, wear condoms. Wearing condoms is very important. All the time. Yeah. Yes. And please, um, let me put a plug in there for uh, check yourselves for STIs. Yes. Um, re- uh, several months ago, the, the Department of Health put out a report that's actually syphilis is on the rise. God damn. Um, in black and Latinos. So please do your due diligence and just get yourself checked out. Yeah. Um, there are multiple STI clinics in New York City. And for our listeners in other states and abroad, please check with your local Department of Health. Yes, find To some. find check how yourself out. you can get checked out. But coming back. Um, the dynamic. The dynamic and in choosing the right parent to parent with. And I mean, that's to me a, a run of the gap, right? I'm telling you, having a kid is just a new type of stress, right? Like you think you've survived your relationship with like... Without, like that's a whole new... Parenthood is like... Level. How can you make these res- decisions without being like rash or... Just nasty. I feel like I'm gonna be a drill sergeant. You think? You think? But at the same time, I'm mad. I'm mad because I have like godchildren, and so do I. I'm super like they can like destroy the house, and I'm like, oh, it's it's okay. Yeah, no, no. I had I had godchildren, and like it's funny. You can see the progression. Like pre-child, my whole phone was my godchild, my first godchild. Post-child, I don't even talk. feel bad. I need to go like reach out to my godchildren, but now it's just my baby. Right. And you have all these preconceived notions and coming into these situations and of how you're going to deal with things. Of how you're going to deal with things. No TV, no screen time. I'm going to make all their food only organic, right? You think you have the time and energy to do all these things and then the act of compromise is in your face. Then you feed them McDonald's fries. And that's okay, right? Some days you're going to feed them McDonald's fries and chicken nuggets. And with my daughter, I have to ensure there's two or three packs of ketchup, <laughs> even though I hate ketchup, um, right? And that's okay, right? Like, does it make me a bad mother? Absolutely not. Um, do I want to feed that to her every day? No. But sometimes you just have to show yourself grace. And I, again... I, I say this about relationships too when people have this long checklist of, you know, what they want in, a, in, in, in their partner. And certain things, you know, 
are negotiable. I negotiate. That's what I'm saying. Like, I compromise <laughs> with my partners because, like, obviously, like, there's certain things in a partner that would be ideal, but you never, you can't construct the perfect person for you. So, obviously, there's going to be some level, some instances when you have to compromise. Maybe I like girls that have a really big old ass. <laughs> you know, I, big old ass, super pretty face, decent breasts, great. Uh, and this is just physical, guys. Yeah, just phys- that's just the physical. Like but yeah, this the other that's attributes. The, yeah, I love the t- ambition. I love humor. I love uh, entrepreneurship. I love spirituality. I love a lot <laughs> Don't of. Don't you wish you can go to the supermarket and just right and just yeah, just dump it in, just like a, a, a gumbo, like you just like the Powerpuff Girls <laughs> was made, like like stuff like that. You're not gonna have that. So there is compromising like I compromise it's just certain things I just don't feel like it's worth like it's not that big the the world is going through we're almost in like world war three there's so much things going on a screensaver is the least and then with this 550,000 for this baby I feel like if that's the case, they should just split that fifty thousand, and they just take a twenty five thousand dollar loss each, and then it's fine. But right, so that that comes that has a patriarchal undertone, right? In the sense that women, um, especially when it comes to childbearing and the immediate postpartum period, women have are expected to give up, right? They are. Yes. So even like this COVID pandemic, right? Which who was a workforce that was mostly impacted? It was women, mothers. Um, I have to pull up that statistic, but essentially mothers were the ones who had to leave the workforce because they had to go take care of their children during the pandemic. Okay. So many of the times postpartum, it's the woman who has to, right? Let's talk about breastfeeding. Like Pumping I mean, yeah. in situation. I mean, I get it. That's something that's exclusive to women, but I mean, right. if I could breastfeed, I'd breastfeed. Uh, if you could childbear, you could childbear too. I feel like you guys would not be able to take the pain. But I'm digressing. Sorry, guys. But essentially, right, the expectation is that women have to give up. Right, it's the woman who has to take maternity leave, and by all means, I encourage bonding. Like. But we don't even support women in maternity leave, right? We don't even, there's no federal, like. Program or anything like that. Right. It's not, it's, it varies state by state, even by localities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't even support women in their decision to take maternity leave. We as in. The general we. The government. <laughs> The world. The world. Society, I would say. Society. Okay. I mean, again, it varies countries, states, localities. But my, my my point is that the expectation is that women are supposed to give it up, right? They're supposed to raise their children. They're supposed to... And then in addition to raising, they like, still sustain the other expectations that society has. The household chores, the good I don't wife. think so. Well... I mean, you're speaking as a, a society where then it comes down to like my thinking, whereas like it comes back to me compromising. So I'm a very, the, the theme of this is I'm a very good compromiser is that if I win and if I have a child, 
and the mother of my child is like, I don't expect, and I, I don't expect her to do everything and I wouldn't allow, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't want her to do everything. Okay. I would definitely be there to help and to provide any uh, additional services, like services. as far as <laughs> taking care of our child. Like it's a, it takes both of us. A lot of times people just have children and they just like, all right, the dad just did their part and then just throw it, everything on. And I think that's one of the difficult societal norms to break down that, right? The dad is there to provide and mom does everything else. Oh, no, nah, I wash, clean, cook sometimes. Um, like to me, it was weird that my husband knew how to do laundry. Right? I love he, laundry. He was raised in his house to do his own laundry. I'm like, a what? I, you know? So that's that's probably like cultural because maybe yeah. in your culture, <laughs> that yeah, we can talk about the Dominicans. It was, they're, they're more so, you know, the woman did all the household chore things, and, and even I give props again, you know, to all the moms who are able to do all these things with grace and because I can't, I really can't, you know, like I'm standing on some really great giants. Um, so kudos to, to women who, who able, who are able to, to accomplish these things because I, I certainly can't. And I'm always asking for help and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I think that's good that you're able to, um, understand and know when you need help and when to ask for it rather than, you know, being neglectful because of pride or ego and not being able to, you know, ask for help when you need it. Yeah. One of the great things with the advent, I mean, I don't even think we can call it advent of social media because it's been around for some time, but um, is that we're able to show the other side of parenthood, right? Mm -hmm. So we're able to see fathers doing their daughter's hairs, like... I used, I used to braid or what we call plait my sister's hair, <laughs> and it was, it was cool. Yeah, and we're able to see dads falling asleep, feeding their child. Right, and again, this shouldn't come as a surprise, but it because shouldn't. we are very patriarchal-centric, um, it comes off as a surprise. Okay. Um, so to me, it brings me joy when I see that there are men kind of breaking these gender roles. And these barriers, um, like and, me. And hopefully, you know, the day when you decide to become a father, um, I will hold you to this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, did you listen to episode four yeah, of, of the, the Vital, Vital Check? Check? Yeah, I did. I lived this, you know. Okay. To remind I practice what I preach. Um, so in addition to reminding ourselves um, of what we are preaching, what's going to be a random act of kindness? Um... Let's see, what can we do today? We can not complain for one day. Like, try to not complain about things. I already failed for today because I went to my car today and for some reason, my side mirror cover is off. And it was there when I parked. And I get there and it's not there anymore. And being that my vehicle is a, a custom color, it's not. He got money. It's not easy at all 
to replace because then I have to get a replacement. Then I have to bring it back to the place that did the custom colorization and then do that to that specific piece. So I'm pissed. So tomorrow I'm going to start the day and try not to complain for the day and be thankful of the things that I have and the listeners and viewers should do the same. That one's going to be a hard one for me. I, my You're need, a complainer? Oh, 100%. And I really hate that part about me. <laughs> um, every, like, and I feel bad for my husband. You know I love you. For the most part, it's going to be easy for me because I don't really complain about anything. Oh, I wake up complaining. Oh. Right? <laughs> like, if my husband flushes the toilet too loud, I'm complaining. <laughs> How you flush it too loud? It's, That's what it's, I'm saying. It's one sound all the time. <laughs> right? So, to me... You can't um, turn up the toilet or turn it down. I mean, I just. When if you flush with the with the the lid closed? Maybe that'll muffle it. I think it. he probably does, but it's again, just not enough for you. It's just not enough. I'm because you'd have to, all the, time. the lid and then close the door. Maybe that'll you won't hear it as much. I mean, we'll see. I, I, it's just to me like my nature. I was brought up as a complainer. Like, how do you wait? Wait, 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 wait. How are you brought up as a complainer? You, when you just witness like. Your parents complaining all the time. Oh, so it's just regular for you to see complaint people complaining. You just oh, adapt the complaining. Okay, yeah, I wasn't. It's it's more as I'm more of a fix it, get it done, shut up. It's not complaining. It's not gonna. I'm always under the understanding that complaining and crying is not fixing the the situation or whatever is at hand. So those are two things that I rarely do. Well, I like to actually pose a different perspective. I think that for people who seek change and are agents of change, they have to complain, right? If something's not working, I have to verbalize that. I have to tell you, hey, this system you have in place is not working. I mean, verbalizing and, and, and but telling is a, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's just voicing your opinion on something that is, not going in your favor or something that you want to, like you said, change. I think complaining is just you being like just whining and just like, oh my gosh, it's snowing, it's snowing. Yes, it's going to snow. It's going to snow all the time. Like every, it's January. Yes, you're going to see snow. Oh, that's that's a funny meme. I have to find it and send it to you. There is a meme? Yeah, about snow. Oh, yeah, it's like certain things like, it's like, but actually, look, the dictionary definition of complain is to express dissatisfaction or annoyance about something, right? So, everything that needs to be fixed is posed initially as, as a, a complaint. All right, what's number? They have a second de- definition, like number two. <laughs> uh, let's see, complain of to the state that one is suffering from a pain or other symptom of illness. And the last one is. Groan or creak under strain. All right, because like I can, I can understand having a complaint about something, but like complaining is just like I, when I hear the word, I'm like, if there's an issue, why don't you spend more time trying to fix that issue so it won't be an issue anymore, rather than complaining about it? Because complaining about it is not going to solve. The issue at hand. So my friend and I have this funny saying, right? We call it complain and conform. Okay. So we'll say something is bothering us and then we just keep 
going with the flow, right? Like you'll just, oh, this is the way things is, and you you talk about it, you speak up, and then like and the then fight is on. just right. so large, you're just like it's not worth my time, and you just conform, right? Um, but yes. I'm more like that rather than just continuing the complaining aspect mm, and part. No, I'm gonna complain. Well, we know, and that. I'll say it like two to three times. Oh too. no, 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 no! All you need say it once. And then we're gonna like, especially if it's like a physical ailment. Oh, my belly hurts. Yeah, how many times? Oh, my belly hurts. Yeah, no, no, that would. <laughs> like I'm telling you, kudos to my husband. I'm yeah, like, he's a strong. Is... That would drive. I would he's go for a... a walk. That would drive me insane. He's my jackpot. Like yes, definitely, because I would throw you a Pepto Bismol, <laughs> or like I would like literally like throw it at I you. I hate Pepto Bismol. Or or uh, what a Tums I would. Do something. Like I'm like, you need to shut up. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. And get this fixed, right? Because you, they're on my stomach, my stomach, my stomach, my stomach. That's what but it's is almost that? like me- medicinal, right? Like, or I'll make you some tea. I'll make you some tea. <laughs> Makes me a little better. I feel like does it really? It's like a little release of pain. Does it really? Oh my no, stomach hurt. Oh, I feel a little better. No, oh my stomach a little, a little better. Oh no, no, no. I'm gonna get earplugs. Oh, I'm glad something. you'll make me tea at least. Yeah, I'll. I'll we'll that's there. what I'm saying. I'm the fixer. Like, oh, your stomach hurt. Let me do something. Yeah. That you don't have to tell me again. Oh, my stomach hurts. Yeah. I'm sorry to give you that voice. But. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. Um. So yes. Yeah, so the random act of kindness or trying not to complain about yeah, anything the entire day. I'm gonna have to report back. You're Please. blessed. You're you're doing. You're alive. You're well. You're breathing. Uh. Hopefully you're you're healthy. Like you know, if something happens, if you get a parking ticket. If if some if there's bird poop on on your car, just just get a car wash. Just just get a bottle of water, get some paper towel, wipe it off. Like there's so many things that you can We're privileged. do to fix whatever you know. Com- rather than complaining, like it's it doesn't work. What well. I don't get it. Got it. But yeah, do that. Don't complain for the day. Tell us how you do. Tell us what your hardships were. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about it next episode. Yes, and please feel free to reach out. Yes, please reach out. On multiple different communication methods. Subscribe, share, like. Yes, like, comment. Share again, share some more. Shoot us an email, shoot us a DM. Share some more. Yeah. Tell a friend and tell a friend. We're on all streaming platforms, most of them. No, All of them? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Yes. It's in our bio on IG. We have a... We got website. Twitter, we got Facebook, we have... Oh, what? Facebook. <laughs> That's a, the, the Dominican version? We got the talk. <laughs> We're on everything. Just check for check for Vital Check. It's there. Yes. And with that, my dear friends, we are closing out our fourth episode. Till next time. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We hope to see you next time.